Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Welcome to Red and Blue Smoke, Week 10 edition. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as always, the pedophilias of the LB's Meat Market family, Mr. Greg Jones. Greg, good morning. How are we doing this Week 10 Wednesday? Yeah, the smoke is back. It is ready. It is. Um, You're gonna have to. We're gonna have to use a lot of smoke on all the products that we're talking about this. Uh, uh, this summer. Smoke is better. I, I love uh, smokiness to virtually anything. Food, uh, bourbon. Um, Lungs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. Quick sidebar. I did, a, uh, I did some chili this week and uh, switched it up. All right, so threw... what, what meat did you do? Okay, so here we go. So... Um, might be a might be a hot take or you know whatever this is our show and and like what you like i'm a huge fan of white chicken chili um because i like just like the extra there's a couple extra veggies thrown in there but uh so this i did a like a traditional chili but i added bacon and italian sausage in there as well wow that sounds really good yeah my mom's super smoky yeah she's a chicken chili chili you know soup fan so it's, it's just, I like it. I don't, I don't know. It, it, so anything's I, good with cornbread. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I think like, just like a little bit of the creamy aspect of it. Like, I don't know how your mom does it, but I, I throw a little cream cheese or half and half in there to kind of thicken it up, balance it out a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's also just easy. We've talked about crock potting on here before. I mean, it's, like if I was going to do a crock pot dinner for the family, like it's 10 2 AM local here, I would have already had it already in there, put it on low for, you know, six to eight hours. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, by four thirty, five o'clock, you're you just take it out and plate it and boom, you're good. But yeah, I had never done. So this was kind of like a, not a one pan meal, you know, typically like one pan, you just throw everything in there and that's it. But I used the same pan for all of the protein. So I did the bacon first. Um, just, you know, basically broke it down into little bits. 
put it on a little plate of uh you know like paper towels so ne- let so it let it dry get, next time do a pork belly instead of bacon like okay. uh, maybe cube up some pork belly just See, like that, better think, fat like yeah i mean just it's, render yeah, a little better yeah, you know, it gives you a little better uh, fat content, and it gives you a little bit more like texture, you know, because the and I bacon, yeah, I mean, kind of, and I yeah, oh. and I, and so the way this recipe called for, I bet it would be tremendous because so basically, you pull out the bacon, but you leave the grease, and then you do the ground beef in the grease, plate that or or put that in the crock pot, and then you do the Italian sausage last all in that same bacon grease with the ground beef. So like a lot of, a lot of flavors happening, but yeah, it had some smokiness to it, but yeah, I, um, I feel like, uh, any kind of, you know, barbecue, you know, whether it's pork, brisket, ribs, whatever. Um, I mean, you're familiar with the commissary in uh, Germantown, you know, they have their, they're saying, you know, smoke is our sauce, which I think is a fantastic, you know, slogan. Um, but we're obviously talking Texas A&M this week. Aggies coming to town, 11 a.m. kick on ESPN. <clears throat> Ole Miss now number 10 in the country as the first college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday. Ole Miss is a top 10 ball club heading into uh, Saturday's game. So with it being Texas A&M, we're going to talk some Tex-Mex. We're going to talk some brisket. So, Let's get into the game first, and then we'll get into our grub talk in the second segment. But do you agree with the uh, college playoff? The first one, I mean, it's kind of that was kind of a random um, Ohio State. I mean, they have I don't know. Let me pull it up because I, you know, last night was a big night. I mean, I just never, I just, I never think you would take Georgia out of number one until they've been beaten. So that's just how I feel about that, regardless of yeah who Ohio State's played and beaten and whatnot. I just, you know. Got to gotta have a little respect there. I don't know if that's just them kind of trying to be poking, edgy. Poke, uh, poking the Bears, so uh, uh, so Kirby and the boys will be really upset when we <laughs> beat Texas a and and Oh, okay, so y'all want us to – Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I go back and forth on, you know, well, Georgia's undefeated and they're two-time champs and they're number one until someone knocks them off. Um because I, I don't know. I think you have to find like a hybrid of week to week rankings. You know, how have you, you know, you know, what have you done for me lately type viewpoint of, okay, you won and you, you, you looked great in week two, but it's, but it's week 10. How are you looking now? Georgia's I think, uh, one of the reasons why they do is to get clicks. I mean, why not? Oh, you know, the, uh, 100%. Many, 100%. How many, clicks, how many clicks are you going to get versus, you know, saying, oh, well, Georgia's number one. And, you know, you know, so yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 all a, a marketing issue. Yeah, the people that feed at the trough of ESPN and and Fox and you know what have you, this just gives people something to talk about going into Saturday, and so it's just something to argue about. But yeah, I probably would have still put Georgia at one. I mean, they they kind of reminded everyone last week how good they can be with how they just dismantled Florida. Um, but we're going to learn a lot about Georgia in the coming weeks. This is they—they they got a tough three-week stretch coming up. Um, yeah, I mean they've—they've they've had a soft schedule throughout the week. I wouldn't yeah. say soft, but like yeah, it's you know, for soft. SEC, for SEC, yes, that's very soft. Well, look, looking at strength of schedule, they're behind Ole Miss. Um, I, I did see a graphic yesterday that somebody put out before the playoff rankings, 
of kind of where everybody kind of um, like best playoff resumes according to strength of record. Ohio State one, Florida State two, Washington three, Alabama four, Ole Miss five, Texas six, Georgia seven. So Georgia's behind three one loss teams when you're going by strength of record. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think they got the rankings pretty good, but I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter. Like, this is just yeah, the first really, one. I mean, yeah, for sure. Just, that could be so. I think I saw a tweet or an X. I don't know what to call it anymore. <laughs> um, I, I saw an X this morning that um, the first ever college playoff um, that came out, Ole Miss and Mississippi State were two and three. I think I saw a picture of that. Yeah. So the first ever playoff rankings that came out. Yeah, that was 2014. Mississippi State was one, though, were they not? Maybe. God, what a weird, what a weird time. I want to say they were one. Ole Miss was four. I cannot remember. No, I think they were. Yeah, did, I don't know if they had them matched up, but Ole Miss. Let me and Mississippi let me State double were check. First, were on the first side side of the bracket. And I think it was like, golly, I can't remember the other t- two. So, so I, f- I found the article on secsports.com and at the top above like like the byline, it says 3,290 days ago. Um, <laughs> That's so, all. yeah, it was Mississippi State and Florida State were at the top and then Auburn, Ole Miss. Wow, three SEC teams. Wow. Yeah. So, long time ago, though. Uh, <laughs> to, that's a good be, trivia question, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot of people that would probably miss it. Um, because people forget, yeah, uh, yeah, Mississippi State one, uh, Florida State two. Yeah, I'm pulling up old articles now, but yeah, is that forever ago. Cam was, was Cam at Auburn at the time? No, 2014, that was Nick Marshall. Um, oh, because everybody that, remembers him, yeah, and then 2014, that was Jameis Winston. Dak Prescott, Bo Wallace. Um, so yeah, that was a long, good times, long time man. Ago. Good, good times. That's what it was. Good times. Um, but all right. So this weekend, um, we don't have to talk a lot about Vandy. It was a pretty, you know, dominant performance. It was. I I did not know that AJ Swan was not going to play. I was down on the field pregame. He wasn't even dressed out. So. That definitely affected my pick. I thought that if he was playing, they would get a late score cover. Um, he did not, in fact, play. So, um, yeah, Vandy was pretty helpless. They, they, The quarterback situation there is pretty dire right now. The kid they put in at the end, though, 6'7", like 250. That dude yeah, is he got to play on the basketball kid. team? <laughs> I mean, is he switching over to basketball? Wow. Dude, he he might be like the new KJ Jefferson in the SEC. Like that dude I, was. I a mean, monster. I will say the fir- his first play he did like truck somebody. I mean, well, he didn't. Tr- I mean, he yeah, he he literally almost trucked one guy on his first play. It was exciting. He uh yeah he he was massive. Um, he looked like a yeah it looked like a dude yeah he looked like a guy that they just got off the basketball team. They're like, hey, just put pads on and come out and throw throw the ball in pregame. Um. Yeah, Ole Miss was pretty methodical. Defense played outstanding. They have continued their run of a string of games of just being lights out up front. The secondary played well. Um, 
I was still talking. Haven't put, still haven't put four quarters together. I think still haven't put four quarters together. Yeah, and you know, I I think kind of the narrative right now for Ole Miss, and, and you know, the offense has played great throughout the season, but yeah, not a complete game yet. Defense, same thing. Like, not a complete game. You know, still a couple lapses, but you know, that's hard to do week in week out. But I'll say this. I was talking to some friends earlier today and it was kind of like one of those, you know, Hey, Ole Miss may not be like an outstanding team. You know, they're a top 10 team per the rankings. I just think if you're trying to label them, like, are they really good? Are they good? Are they excellent? I think they're just a team that just knows how to win and they just find different ways to win every week. Well, that's um, what good, that's what good teams do. Yeah. It's, ex- it's exactly right. You, you just, Good teams, you know, you went on the road, you find ways to win, and I think Ole Miss can do it in different ways. They, I think the combination, David Brandt made a good point on our show yesterday. Quinshawn Judkins and the defense are both getting stronger as, as the year goes on, and that's what you need. You need run game and defense. Those two things, if, if, if you've got those two things figured out, you're going to be all right. So um, what's kind of your sense yeah, on this I- game? What's your what's your yeah, feel on I, the A and M game? Well, I mean, you know, honestly, I uh, I feel really good about it, honestly. So I, I think that's scary. So uh, I just think, you know, uh, at the first of the year, you know, we had some li- offensive line issues and uh, the defense wasn't playing really good. But I mean, you know, we're in the week ten here, so I mean, this is a different ball team, you know, versus that game in Tulane. So uh, I honestly, I mean, I just I feel like we should just run the ball. Um, I know that I, I don't know what kind of game. I mean, I, I, I get worried about it because I, I heard, I listened to Lane's press conference the other day and I love how he's just straight up taking like jab, like jabs at, at Jimbo. And it's great. Like you, like everybody in the world knows that like who Lane's like, you know, taking jabs at. And I mean, I just hope we just roll them up and beat them by two or three touchdowns. I just, I know they're talented across the board. You know, they've got, plenty of five stars which is i think it's cool to have five stars but you got to have good five stars if you're gonna you know uh you know be a top five team so with that being said i just feel like the refs are just playing really good and i really wish it was a night game i feel like we play a little bit better at night i don't know i just i don't know if that's a jinx or not but no i mean i just i think we just get get the job done i mean the defense is playing really good i mean they're playing and, and you know that front four, that our front four with Ivy and uh, how do you say it? Oku, Anuku, uh, Isaac Ukwu, yeah. Ukwu, okay. Sorry about that. I, I'm I'm not really good on my uh, German. So, uh, but anyway, no. I just feel like we should win. I mean, uh, I'm you know I've, they've got the rebel, the midnight yell over there by my uh, hotel. So I was thinking about creeping over there and seeing what that's all about. Would you go if you it's... had the opportunity? I mean, so I'm I went, walking distance. Like I'm so I went, like I, If you want like a good laugh, mixed in with some like cringiness that'll make your skin crawl, then go do it. Um, I went last year, so me and couple uh couple buddies went to the game last year, and we were out. <clears throat> you know, we're all in our mid thirties. We're all dads, so we're out at the bar. You know, at eight thirty. You know, we're 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 getting out there early and beating the crowd. You know, got it. Got to be. Got to be strategic with your with, with your dad vibes, and yeah, when that sun when that sun goes down, you turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> so we're like out, you know, we're having having some beer. We we 
we had some, uh, some really good Tex-Mex when we got into town. And so we're, you know, kicking around the idea of, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to go to a really nice dinner? And so my buddy was like, why don't we go to midnight yell? And initially I was like, no, I don't care about that. Like, that's dumb. Like what? And he's like, you know, what, when are we ever going to be back here? Like we're probably never going to come back to college station. So I was like, all right. So I was outnumbered. I was voted to outnumbered two to one. So I was like, all right, well, let's just go check it out. Dude, it was the weirdest. So I don't know if yeah, they've always see, done it this like way. It. Yeah, I mean. So yeah, I think man, they've, I they've added this weird, cringy stand-up routine to it. Because I think it was – they always did the yell, like they have all the chants and the whatever. They've done that forever. I think they've added this, like, stand-up routine thing where they make fun of the school they're playing, and it's really bad. But it was the strangest thing I've ever been to. Like – yeah, I'm not just mean, students, like grown-ups, like grown men and women in there doing all the chants and the hand signals. Well, I mean, you know, you take that ring to your grave now. So I mean, once in that, <laughs> I mean, you, you once you once you're an Aggie, you die an Aggie. So I mean, like, I'm trying, I'm trying to um, tiptoe around talking about Texas. And I've got a friend that's she's an AM graduate, so I'm trying not, I'm trying not to say anything wrong because she might, she might um, bring the wrath with that gold ring on me. Yeah, it was um but but now like Kyle Field is as advertised. Like that that environment, that stadium is it's a palace. Like it's it, it was awesome. Um but yeah, go over there if you want to have a good laugh. I, I think there are probably gonna be uh some interjections. I think some some oldness fraternities are gonna infiltrate and probably uh try to mess it up. Um I don't know. I'm with you though. Like I think looking at it on paper. Ole Miss is the better team. They've got the better quarterback, the better coach. And I think collectively as an offensive unit, they have better playmakers and more ways to attack you. Um, front seven wise, A&M has the edge. They're more talented. But look, you mentioned it. Like the, the defensive line has been great. Like Pete Golding and Randall Joyner have done a fantastic job you know, with the transfers they brought in they they have an experienced group of guys and then they've got some young talent. I'll be really curious if Xavier Harris is a go this week. He's been out the last two weeks with an injury. They need him in there. He's a huge body. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jared Ivy, Cedric Johnson, Ukwu, Aquilo Stone, JJ Pegues, Joshua Harris, uh, Steven. Do you, do you Wynn. Like a, it's a, it's a deep have, group. You have a, yeah, do you have a favorite player on this team right now? Oh, because man, I mean, it seems like they're all mixed together and they they've got a good right. thing going. You know, I'm I mean, gonna I'll, go. I mean, I'm gonna offensively, go offensively. I'm gonna do get Dayton Wade. I, I uh, like. Okay, Dayton yeah, Wade yeah, yeah. I was gonna say offensively, Dayton Wade. Like he's he's my guy. Probably one of my favorite interviews ever. Um, oh man, that, I mean, I literally can watch that interview and just be like, uh, and just it for some strange reason. It, it just makes me smile. It makes my day better and just makes me enjoy uh, living in Oxford a little bit more. But like, just, you know, man, I just wish everybody had that kid's attitude. I, uh, yeah. I love him to death. The, th the world would be a better place if everyone had the mindset that Dayton Wade had um, yeah. or has. Yeah. I When I talked to him last year before the season started, um, yeah, I mean, just like you couldn't help but just smile talking to him. Like just a, just, bubbly energetic 
good mood. Like, I mean, and, and, you know, it's carried over into his play. I mean, the receivers this year, you know, the only power five program with three guys with 500 or more yards receiving, um, he's been a huge weapon uh, with Zachary Franklin battling, you know, coming back from that knee scope. Trey Harris is 100% now. He looks great. And then Jordan Watkins, uh, you know, two plates in his hand, no problem. He's out there making a difference. Um, what year yeah. is Dayton Wade? Oh, man. Um, I want to surely, say. Surely he can stick around. Surely we can get him an NIL deal at, at LB's to stick around another year. Looking at the roster, he's a We probably need, we probably need to get some him. Oh, he's a senior, but I believe he has a COVID year, so he can come back. Oh, good. Don't you get two extra years if it was a COVID year? Isn't there a guy that's been, like, playing college football for, like, eight years? Probably. There's probably some folks out it's there. The with... quarterback, it's the quarterback from oh, JT Northern Daniels. Illinois. Huh? Are you talking no, about the, oh, the guy from guy. Northern Illinois? He's got a crate. He, I think he has a mullet. Okay. Um, I know J, JT Daniels has been around for a while. He's transferred, started at SC, went to West Virginia. Or no, SC, wow. Georgia, West Virginia. Now he's at Rice. Wow. Yeah. So I guess you you can get a red shirt. You can get a medical red shirt. You can get a COVID year. I mean, there's a lot of ways to stick around and, <laughs> and not have to get a real job. Um, I mean, Will Rogers has been around for what? Five years, six years. And he's probably going to get him probably come back next year because of the injury, he, right? He might be able to. I, I think, I think he played the four games. I mean, who but... wouldn't want a 25 year old quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Dayton Wade's up there as favorites. Um, defensively, I don't know. I'd probably say. I think DeAndre Prince would be a cool guy to hang out with. He's a quiet dude. He doesn't talk a lot. Kind of soft spoken. Um, I don't know, man. I'd probably have to go with my guy, Sunterian Perkins. He he's a hoot to talk to. He was he was fun to interview. The couple times I got to chat with him, and um, I don't know, that man. There's a lot helps, of man. There, that definitely helps when you have a guy like like that. Just you know, real laid back yeah. and just you know. I think it helps the team out a lot, you know, it just, I know it's almost, I know it's kind of turned into a business. I mean, it is a business. I mean, it really is. Um, but, um, you know, you got to take your job seriously. And, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm big fans of people that, you know, um, invest in themselves and, you know, don't want to go to the transfer portal and, you know, and work hard. I feel like that Dayton Wade's kind of done that this year. I, I think, uh, there's a ton of likable dudes on this team this year. Um, it's been a uh, it's been a true collective effort this season with how the defense has has really really shown up. They're top five in the conference, or uh, excuse me, top five in the nation in sacks, top ten in tackles for loss. Uh, they're up there, I believe, in the top three in defensive efficiency this year in the SEC. They've they've just been night and day better than a year ago. You can't say enough about what Pete Golding's done with that unit. Um, but yeah, just going back to the AM game, I, I'm thinking like a seven to ten point win. I think AM's defensive unit is good enough to keep the game somewhat close. It might be similar to Auburn or Arkansas, where I don't really think it's ever in doubt. I, I think it's very evident throughout the game that Ole Miss is the better team and they're winning the football game. But I think just the depth of talent 
on A&M's roster on both sides will keep it close. But just going back to, for me, it's trenches and quarterback play when looking at games. And the trenches, let's say, you know, it could be a wash because their their defensive line is so good. But Dart's been playing great. and Max Johnson just doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, I, the only thing I worry about is is DJ Durkin. I mean, he you know coached with Giffen and he knows the off you know knows the offense and you know I'm pretty sure Lane's done some adjustments. So, uh, I, I you know oh you I, know as as, you, you know. know he's gonna have something cooked up for him <laughs> for sure. I just I just feel like you know uh, just try to run the ball and if you can run the ball that's great. But I feel like the the passing game is, is should be really should be wide open this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I think the their secondary's been solid. Um, but I just think that Ole Miss is gonna be creative in how they attack and Caden Priestcorn, hundred percent. He he's he's I been think really... he has a big game. I think he has a big okay. game this weekend. That's your hot Huge take? Game. Okay. Yeah, um, I just I mean, um I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you know, it, a lot of it, it's almost established that he's almost a kind of a blocking tight end, but he can really get down the field, like you know, for he just he gets down the field so awkwardly, and he's just like he reminds me of somebody that that just gets like almost kind of like Matt Jones. Was it? Yeah, Matt Jones for Arkansas. At Arkansas, yeah, yeah. He kind of reminds me of him. Just you know, galloping just around. Just yeah, it just has like just gallops around. Yeah, he he's he had some he had some couple big catches in the Auburn game. I think he's going to start to be a little bit more of a focal point in the offense because tack that middle of the field. Um, I'm going to go talking about offensive players i'm gonna say ulysses bentley has a big game i think they're gonna they're gonna really hone in on judkins you know he he shredded him last year over 200 yards couple touchdowns i think bentley's gonna be a great change of pace guy he's gonna have a couple big runs maybe get involved in the passing game um but yeah i, I i'm thinking like Ole Miss wins something like 31 20 31 17 i'll take one i'll take one to nothing <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think it'll be like a you know a, a a 20 to 14 game late you know maybe almost scores a couple maybe scores gets a field goal puts it away I, I just don't think the way jimbo has just not really let petrino cook i feel like they're gonna do enough to shoot themselves in the foot and i think the defense is gonna shut them down because again max johnson just doesn't doesn't scare you he can't move He's yeah, he's not a real throwing the I ball. I mean, like the the uh, the quarterbacks we've had trouble with, obviously Jaden Daniels, because he could get out of the pocket and move. And like, uh, I wouldn't say we had any problems with KJ, but I mean, we've had problems with him over the years. But um, yeah, he, Max Johnson doesn't come off as in, to any of those quarterbacks. So I mean, if we if we can just make tackles, it's all about making those tackles and not you know getting them on the ground. The extra yards after you know contact is uh, is kind of is what you really need to concentrate on in, in the early in the game. You know, if we're tackling good and um, we're in the game and we're running the ball good, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we might can put four quarters together and, and for once, but just, you know, you got to, you know, you got to go through the, go, go through the, uh, the options with the defense and everything. And who knows, man, but I, I feel like it, we should run them out of the, out of the, out of the stadium. Yeah, I agree. And right. I'm not like trying to drink the Kool-Aid on that now. I mean, you know, I just feel like you know the the they've the defense has proved me wrong, and you know the offense is going to offense. But yeah, I, I feel like if you can get the passing game, you know, little out routes with you uh, with you Bentley and 
Um, you know, those uh, open up – they will open up those middle runs that Judkins is so good at. So, who knows? I really think they need to start working that back shoulder a little bit more. I think that's there all day uh, with, uh, with uh, Trey Harris. Oh, yeah, he's a big target. Um, yeah, challenge him early. Go after him early. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into grub talk, talk some brisket, talk some Tex-Mex, and uh, <clears throat> see where it takes us with uh, with food. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play around a golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players, and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. And we are back here on Red and Blue Smoke with Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. Real quick, before we get into grub talk, if you haven't been to LB's, if it's your first time, if you haven't been in a while, better get there early, 11 a.m. kick, so you need to get there Thursday, Friday, get your protein, all of that and more. They got plate lunches now. Make sure you go get you a quick bite. Um, probably going to be your best bet for uh, for lunch this weekend in Oxford because everywhere is going to be slammed. 
So people sleep on so the sa- plate on, lunches. Uh, Saturday, yeah, what we're going to do on Saturday, we'll rock uh, one to six on Saturday. We okay. Usually, I usually just go to the first half of the game and then uh, open the store up uh, whenever it's uh, whenever it's an 11 o'clock game. We usually do one to six on Saturday. So we'll be open one to six on Saturday. So, And my mom said, don't run out of lane trains. This is the weekend. You don't run out of lane trains, Greg. So we'll have plenty of lane trains. We usually do those on Sunday, two for 20. So get out of town and get a couple uh, lane trains for the road for 20 bucks. Pretty good deal. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you some steaks, get you some burgers, some sausage, all the fixings and more at LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue across from Kroger. Go over there and check it out. Be sure, don't forget, check that cooler. Great deals over there as well. Um, all right, so what's your – how are you doing a brisket? If you're, if you're smoking a brisket, kind of what's your nuts and bolts, you know, easy – X amount of steps to smoking a good brisket. If, uh, if folks are tuning in here and they've never done it, they want to do it. What's your, uh, what's your take on that? Well, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, I've got a friend that likes to inject, inject his brisket. Um, so there's okay. a route you can go there. There's Sound nothing like a wrong with in- Correct. There's nothing wrong with injecting your brisket. Um, I feel like, uh, whenever you're injecting your brisket, you're just wanting to make sure, you know, there's flavors in there that you like. So, um, it is what it is. Your injection can be whatever you want it to be. It can be a Cajun blend or whatnot, but I usually just do kind of butter and Hoover sauce. If you're going to inject it, that's just me. I like butter and Hoover sauce. And um, so what I usually like to do is I like to take the whole packer. You know, a lot of people, uh, whenever they come in and ask for brisket, they just want the flat piece because they're just wanting that flat piece to where they can smoke. And that's about a, uh, about a five to six uh, pound piece. So um, that's what your traditional uh, brisket where you get your sliced uh, pieces. So um, with that being said, it's easier to get the whole, uh, it's easier and cheaper to get the whole packer brisket because you've got the point where you can make burn ends on the point. Um, Mm -hmm. What I like to do on the point is I like to smoke them, uh, smoke them, uh, just trim it up, lightly trim because I mean, you know, of course you want to, you know, trim some of the fat off, but honestly, you know, fat is flavor. Um, so you're not, um, the only time you, um, uh, want to trim stuff off is when you've already smoked it and you can, tr- and it's easier for, you know, for you to identify that fat to, you know, to trim off and you don't lose uh flavor. And cause the fat gives it a lot of, um, uh, you know, texture and moistness. So what I usually like to do is not like to trim a lot of fat. Um, some people, brine, uh, some people just, you know, kosher salt, you know, big thick, uh, layer of kosher salt and cracked black pepper. That's what I like to do. I mean, I like to traditionally just like the taste of a good, you know, of, of flavor of beef. So um, with that being said, just lightly trim the fat and then put it on the smoker. So the point, you can do two different things with the point. What I like to do with the point is I like to make chuck wagon chili with the point. So the point is really fatty um, and it's you got some really good meats in it. So you can just lightly cut that point off and just cut it up into cubes and throw it in a pan and you can make your chili with, you know, with brisket uh, in pieces, or mm-hmm. you can just make your burn ends. It's, it's whatever you want to do. It's, I, I, I prefer sometimes I like to do is cut that uh, point off and put it in a crock pot with a bunch of vegetables and, you know, kind of make a uh, crock pot out of it. It's real fatty. Um, so, and then wrap your, once you cut that point off, 
Then you have the other point that's at 100 degrees, the flat. And then that's when you wrap your flat and then, you know, get it to 200 degrees. I, you know, man, I, I hate to say this, but it is what it is. But, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of brisket because I prefer to have beef at, you know, 130 degrees, 135. Uh, I'm more of a tri-tip fan, but that's just, you know, me. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you're trying to do that double smoke brisket, I mean, just, you know, smoke that whole piece, cut the point off, do your burnt ends with the point or that chuck wagon chili. And then wrap up that flat and then just inject that meat thermometer until it gets about, I mean, I'm thinking two, what is it? 200 degrees, 180, just, you know, mm-hmm. depends on, yeah. you know, what you want. Yeah. So um, I just, it's all a matter of preference. It's what I like to do is whenever it gets to about 150 degrees, you know, uh, put some more Hoover sauce and some butter and then wrap it back up. Cause um, I don't know that just that smoke butter and Hoover sauce together just makes a, I don't know. I like that. I like that uh, combo a lot. Let's go to Tex-Mex. I, um, you know, growing up in the South, I obviously grew up on Americanized Mexican food. You know, the, the La Haciendas, the El Portons, the El Sombreros of the world. And they have their place. I love a good, I love a good beef taco and enchilada combo with rice and beans. It's, it's efficient. It's tried and true. I mean, if I'm in a good place, I can sit down and get a combo and finish it in about seven or eight minutes. Um, it fills you up. Yeah. You're, you're not too full. It, it it hits the spot. It's great. You know, get some get some white queso. Tex-Mex though, a little more traditional, a little more you know, dare I say, authentic. And then the queso's yellow. Um, you know, what's kind of your your take on Tex-Mex do you like it dislike it what are your favorites that kind of thing yeah I mean like I don't I, I, comp- I compare Tex-Mex to food trucks like authentic stuff like that that's how I kind of yeah. feel about Tex-Mex like not, whenever you not want the a, worst take yeah I mean whenever you want a really good taco I mean obviously you know Taco Bell's got a lawn you know out to University <laughs> Avenue because they're selling nacho fries um so uh <laughs> but if you want a really good taco there's a um I think it's over there at the four way um, by Oxford Pond. They've got a really authentic, you know, taco. So I don't know. I just, I, I prefer, you know, authentic, uh, you know, the Tex-Mex, but I mean, you know, uh, who invented P5? Did, did some random chick invented <laughs> P5? Is that, is that how that came I about? I don't know, but it's, but it's <laughs> damn good. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's perfect. You know, uh, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of the pork, you know, the stewed pork. Um, yeah. I, I think they do a really good job on that stewed pork. That I like that on the taco, but um, vegetable. Um, but as far as Tex-Mex, man, yeah, with the, what you, your little order that you had, I mean, that's pretty money. I mean, you know, if you, yeah. you can really load up at the at the Mexican, you can get like I don't know a, a big meal, and then you want to take a nap for two hours. But I think that your little uh, your little mm-hmm. meal is perfect for for the Tex Mex option. If you go if you go to say Texas, <clears throat> you can pretty much go anywhere and get you if they have it some real Texas chili con carne. Oh yeah, that's that's some legit stuff. I mean, it's brawny like it just beef and chilies. It's tough to beat. Um, you know, the jokes about, you know, who's who's going to be the guy that gets the fajitas at Chili's or on the border or whatever. 
and they, <laughs> they, they bring it out, you know, and it's a spectacle. But if you get some good steak fajitas at a Tex-Mex place, it's going to be absolutely legit. Um, we mentioned the queso being yellow. I, I, I don't care. I like all queso. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be picky there. Um, I feel like Tex-Mex refried beans are a little better. Like, you know, the, yeah, the they're Ameri- not as soupy. They're not as soupy. I mean, they're, I don't know. Like the it's Americanized, like, it's, it's almost like paste, but yeah, I, I'm not, a fan. I like a good bean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love beans. Shout out you to my boy Bob. You know, my, my favorite Bob. thing to order, my favorite thing to order from a, re, uh, from a, re, uh, a Tex-Mex is they usually have just a random burrito with French fries. And it's just, yeah, uh, it's just California yeah. style. Yeah. So just tell them to put that French fries in the burrito. Yeah. And um, them on the plate. And that's, and then, and then funny. tacos, man, like they're going to do tacos oh, well. Man. Breakfast tacos. Um, mm. They're going to, they're going to hard fry those shells to where they're kind of puffed out a little bit. Um, a little bit better crunch. Uh, you know, just a, you know, an actual tortilla shell or an actual tortilla that's been, you know, fried and it's handmade. I, I don't know, man. I, it has its place. Like, again, I love some, some basic. And, you know, and the sauces food. are different. The sauces, like the sauces hit. They're not, they're, they're not mid for sure. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be a little more, a little more thin and they're going to have probably. See, you can only actually see like the blended up bell pepper and like, you know, yeah. you, can actually, you know, you can actually see what's going on instead. I mean, that's, that's a big no, no. Whenever I go into a, a Mexican restaurant and they have like real thin salsa, I mean, do you like thin salsa or do you like chunky salsa? I'd probably lean thin just because I think it's a little, it's a little more authentic. It's a little more homemade. Okay, so what about just a little chunk in there? Like not just, like, I don't mind. Mean, I don't mind a little chunk at all. I mean, that, I mean, I'm just not a big fan of tomato soup salsa. I mean, it just, when it like, I don't know. That's just me. I just went off subject on salsa, uh, but it's a big <laughs> deal. I like, I mean, I like I like I like you know I like seeing the peppers and everything blended up in the in the product you know that's that means yeah. uh, somebody uh, took care of it. Fresh salsa that's been homemade is tough to beat. Like basically, like a like a good pico is is, oh, is solid. Yeah. Do you like? Are, are you a guac guy? Do you like the guac dip? I do. I do like guac. Um, like if it's, I mean, I tape- like the chunky guac, like the big, like yeah, the homemade yeah. where they chop up the onions and like all that on um, the cilantro. Yeah, yeah I, I like, I like a good table side guac. Um, there's a good franchise spot here in Nashville that's uh bar taco. They have some really good, um, really good guac. Big fan of the guac. All right. We'll take our final break here on the other side. We're going to pick week 10 games in the SEC. So hang tight. We'll be right back with some winners. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. 
The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Final segment here on Red and Blue Smoke with Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. All right, we got our picks in for Ole Miss A&M. I think we both like Ole Miss to cover the lines down to three, three and a half, wherever you get your, uh, you know, whichever book you're looking at. I believe it's kind of settled at three right now. Um, I can hit a quick refresh on Vegas Insider and see what we got. Um, Yesterday, there were some that still had it at four and a half mostly sitting at three everywhere else. So FanDuel at the moment looks like it's got it at four and a half. But yeah, I think we both have Ole Miss covering there. Um, all right, let's get into some SEC on SEC matchups. We're not going to talk about UConn, Tennessee. Um, 11 a.m. ESPN2, Arkansas at Florida. I, I don't have to spend a lot of time on this one, Greg. I, I like Florida big here. I think Arkansas's quit. Yeah, what's the line? Uh, double check here. I believe it's like six, six and a half. Yeah, you can get it at six and a half. You can get it at six. I feel like Florida just puts it on them. I think they're they're going to be a little frustrated after last week. And again, like I said, Arkansas's quit. Well, I mean, you know, there is a new coordinator, offensive coordinator. So I don't know if that helps or not in Arkansas. But um, you know, who knows, man? I, I, it wasn't Arkansas on a bye week last week. They were, so they'll be fresh. Okay, I'm gonna take Arkansas. I'll kind of, I just, I don't know. Maybe it, it, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it's just not the right fit with coordinators. Maybe a new coordinator is a is some, a new some fresh new blood, thing. some some fresh blood in there. I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not a Florida. I just think they're bad. They're bad. I, I mean, um, I don't, I just, I don't like Napier for some strange reason. <laughs> I think, I think Florida's gonna hire Dabo. Wow. Okay. Yeah, right. I, so did you I, hear that? Did you hear his little rant? Oh, yeah. Was it, uh, was it Jimmy from Spartanburg or whatever? He's like, listen, oh, no, it was, it was somebody, he goes, somebody he from goes, Spartanburg. He goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, listen here, Tyler. Tyler, I've had, Tyler. Enough, I've, had a, I've had enough of hearing of you. <laughs> I don't know how the Dabo's radio off the break, didn't cut man. their collar off. They just let him go go at Dabo. I was surprised they didn't cut him off. That was great. I think, I mean, I don't know, man. It is what, I mean, it's a, what you've done in, in, you know, for me now kind of world, but man. Yeah. I, I still don't believe in Napier. I still think Florida's pretty average. Um, I mean, now that, that win over Tennessee is not looking as good as it did initially. Um, I think Mertz, the court, they heard a quarterback. I mean, I, I'm just, Mertz, yeah, I think, Mertz is fine. I, I don't think he's great. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I still think Florida gets the win here just because I think Arkansas is bad. All right, uh, moving on. Big one at two thirty. CBS. There's two, three big games this week. We already talked about AM Ole Miss. Let's get into the uh, second one. Number twelve Missouri at number two Georgia. Two thirty. CBS. Georgia favored. By 15 and a half. Some books have it at 16 and a half. That's a big number for me. I kind of lean 
covering. I think Georgia's going to cover the number here. I, I think that they're kind of shifting into Death Star mode where they just start plowing through people. And I, I think Missouri makes it fun early. Their offense is a lot of fun. I, I, I really like Luther Burden. He's as advertised at receiver. And Brady Cook's been pretty damn good this year. I just don't know if they have the horses defensively to hold up for four quarters. And I, I think Georgia puts this one away, kind of similar to what they did last week against Florida. Is this at uh, Georgia? It is in Athens, yes, Sanford Stadium. Yeah, because I mean, I know Missouri gave them a little run last year and actually were up on them at fourth quarter, right? I would think. Yeah. Yeah, they they were that 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 was almost a watch your ass game for Georgia last year. Man, like you were saying, it's just hard. I mean, don't I think they kind of poked the bear this week this week whenever they put Ohio State uh, over them. So yeah, I, oh I like Kirby Kirby will have a motivated for sure. Oh, man. Yeah, All I, right. I, uh, I couldn't imagine. Maybe a little disrespectful for me not to say this is one of the big games of the weekend, but Auburn traveling to Nashville on West End at 3 p.m. SEC Network. Greg, I don't know how this has happened, but Auburn is a 12, 12 and a half, some books 13 and a half point favorite over Vanderbilt. I know Vanderbilt's not good, but is Auburn scoring that much here? Oof. Man, uh, I hope nobody watches this game. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, if you're watching this game, seek. I mean, like, you need to look up that sicko. 800 number. You need to look true up that 800 sicko. number. Yeah, look up that 800 number, whatever it is. But, yeah, <laughs> definitely need that 800 number on speed dial if you're watching Auburn at Vanderbilt this weekend. Um, yeah, I just don't think Auburn can score that many points. I mean, I, 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 I honestly, I might be 10 to 7. So, I think I think Vandy gets it done at home. How about that? I just man, I they 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 haven't fixed quarterback in two weeks, and they I didn't watch any of their game last week against Mississippi State. I, I was shocked that Mississippi State played as bad as they did. I picked State to win outright. I, I think Auburn is still really bad and has issues. I don't know. I, I think Vandy hangs around here. I think Clark Lee is has done enough to where they're not going to quit. There, it to me, it's too early, and and I think that the players like him, and I, I don't think it's too far fetched to say the players at Auburn, maybe maybe not all of them are on board with Freeze. He's thrown a couple of them under the bus over the last couple of weeks. I don't know. I, yeah. I got a sneaky feeling that Vandy hangs around and makes this one uncomfortable for Freeze and the Tigers. I'm I'm anxious to see how many transfers Auburn has at the end of the year. That's that's I think that's what uh, what people need to start looking at is uh, incoming and outcoming like nil transfers and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like if Ole Miss can somehow you know keep this core that they've got going and you know add spots here and there and you know because that's what that's why Georgia's I mean like Kirby made it known he's like look the I think the COVID year they brought in. 40 guys and 38 of the 40 is, are still there. So, I mean, I mean, you know, when you have that core, that's pretty solid. All right. Speaking of Mississippi State, let's go down to Starkville. Night game, Kentucky travels to Davis Wade, 630 SEC Network. This one's weird to me. I really don't know how I feel about this one. 
Vegas, it seems to know something because it's only a three and a half point line. I feel like Kentucky gets the win, but I don't think it's comfortable at all. I'm laying the points, but I think State's gonna do some weird shit and hang around. God, I mean, I, I thought uh, I thought Kentucky played pretty decent against Tennessee last week. Uh, I mean, and, uh, I, I think Tennessee's a lot better team than Mississippi State. Um, you know, those bells are probably going to be ringing, but I, I mean, hopefully Kentucky can just lean on them. I I, I feel like you. You know, it's a typical Kentucky game here. Uh, they're going to win ugly, and they're going to win by seven points, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, this easily can be 14 to, 14 to 10. Like, this could be, like, old school, like, 1950-like score. Yeah. Arnett's going to have them fired up. It's a night game. They have the artificial noisemakers, so it'll be loud. Say what you want about Mississippi State. I, I do think – even though there's a collection of fans that are starting to grovel a little bit about firing Arnett, their fans are going to show up, especially for a night game. They're going to be there, and they'll be loud. Well, so. what, wait, doesn't gun season start this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Maybe yeah, it does. I don't know. Maybe you got to. You always got to look at. You got to look up that stat for Mississippi State. If it's like opening season of dove season or hunting season, the, the crowd's usually not that active. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I like Kentucky to win it. I think it'll be close. So no, I just feel um, like Mississippi State's in the same situation that you know Ole Miss was in. You know, you had to hire a, somebody like Matt Luke, you know, to get you through, and um, hopefully their ads, you know, looking at potential candidates to come in to to get the program a little on a level level. But I just don't think Arnett's the answer long term. They just gotta yeah. Gotta, I always I always felt like he was the bridge to whoever was next. Just the unfortunate situation that yeah, they were a, in because of yeah very yeah, unfortunate but, I'm cut, i mean i feel like i feel like leach would have been there for at least five five more years i think he was retiring there yeah he he had it in a good spot he was recruiting to that offense um yeah i don't know i think he gets one more year but it just kind of depends on honestly with that fan base and, and that administration if they go in the tank get whipped in the egg bowl and you know you've got Ole Miss potentially 11 and 1 10 and 2 that's going to put a lot of heat on them to to make something happen so i well, I, I think I, it would be I, stupid I, to base it on that but that's what they're going to do i would love to give Mississippi state some some friendly advice why don't uh wouldn't, wouldn't this be awesome what if they hired Cl cliff kingsbury he's a That'd leech guy awesome. it'd be awesome I mean, not for. I mean, I think I Cliff's. I, I think like Cliff's doing all right in L.A. Just getting paid to hang out on the sideline and well, not yeah, call plays. I, I, I just, I feel like it would, you know, with Lane and <laughs> Ole Miss, and you know, I just that they're two like banner guys. I think it'd be a, a cool mix. He would. He would be. He would be awfully handsome. Um, regardless oh yeah, he of, would definitely know, wearing the maroon. The, uh, yeah, he would definitely have um, the best options in Starville for sure. He'd he'd be a Which hit at media like days. A total of ten. <laughs> um, I think I, they got more than ten good looking women over there. The big one this weekend, six forty five. You got a double dip on CBS, double header. Number fourteen LSU travels to number eight Alabama. I said this when I was talking to Greg yesterday, or, or excuse me, talking to David. I got LSU winning outright. 
I love LSU in this situation. I think they went out right. I, I don't know. Don't ask They've me got how. They've got a better quarterback. I mean, their, def- their defense is almost like, you know, comparable to – I mean, I don't know. I just I, – I feel like their defense is at least good enough to stop, you know. I, I don't know. I like the over, I think. Uh, Let's see what the total is. Efforting. The total in this game is 59 and a half. I, I kind of like that over. I just, that's kind of my hunch. But yeah, if, if I feel like if LSU is going to win the game, they have to uh, hit the over. Yeah. I, they're going yes, to want it to be, they, they, want, it, it they it want it to be a shootout for sure. It would mix it up huge if LSU can somehow, some way, go to Tuscaloosa and, and win. Uh, I mean, you're getting into that. You're getting into that. Uh, that three-way tie, but Ole Miss is going to need some help. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to stick to your stick to yourself and take care of it. I mean, you know, it would be great for uh, for LSU to pull this off, but I mean, we got we got A and M this week, and you know they're. They're, you know, pretty talented on each side of the ball. We got, you know, we got to take care of our own business before we got to worry about tie breaks. All I right. <laughs> yeah, just just go and win. Don't worry about what everybody else yeah. is doing. Just go and win. So we can't win one to nothing. I'll take two to nothing. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah. It doesn't matter. Just just get you a win, and just keep going. All right. That is going to do it for Red and Blue Smoke Week Ten Edition. Thanks to Greg, as always, for joining. Thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in and appreciate the sponsors making this show possible. We'll have more coverage of Ole Miss A&M at omspirit.com. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out the YouTube at Spirit. So for Greg over there, I'm Zach. This has been Red and Blue Smoke. Until next week, we out.